All right. Well, if you've uh, if you've been to Faith Chapel for uh, any amount of time, uh, you know that we are uh, a really diverse community. Uh, we really believe and embrace diversity. Uh, we do a lot uh, for the city of Syracuse, and we welcome anybody and everybody who would come through our doors. And uh, right now in, in the United States, if you don't know, it, it is Black History Month, and so it's just a time where the country as a whole, uh, we kind of remember the past, but also just embrace the future and where we're going as a country. Uh, and so today, to honor that, uh, we wanted to invite Vicki Nolan up, and she's going to share her testimony um, about just, her, you know, her life and how she met Jesus and everything. And it's just, uh, it's a really uh, powerful, powerful story. So I want you to uh, pay attention, and uh, let's invite Nikki, Vicki Nolan up. Thank you. And good morning. In order to give my testimony today, I want to tell you just a little bit and give you a glimpse of my childhood, my humble beginnings. I was born in a small town in Alabama, in Bruton, Alabama to be exact. I lived with my parents, Rosie and Lodie, and nine siblings, Vonseal, Willie, Martha, Lytha, Rosa, then me, Lodie Jr., Rachel, Henry, and Rena. We grew up in a very rural community with about 2,000 people. And my first real memories are when I started school. If you were white in my community, your house was on the main road, and it was paved. If you were black in my community, your house was away from the main road and generally in a field. Our house was very small and located on a large working farm. It was in the middle of a cotton field. During early years, my father worked as an operator of logging machines. He was a well-known baseball player, pitcher, with an amazing sense of humor. When he lost that job, he continued to work for various logging companies as a laborer, and he struggled to earn enough money to adequately provide for such a large family. And there came a time when he was unable to operate machinery or play baseball he went down the path of alcoholism. The local sheriff made and sold moonshine whiskey to the men in my community. My father had a trail across the field from our house to his house. And as the disease took over his life, he had given up so much. He worked when he was able to, but the type of work that he could do changed. So our mother had the sole responsibility of raising and caring for 10 children. We had a very loving mother. She loved the Lord. The joy of the Lord truly was her strength. She always told us to have faith and to trust in God and that we could get through anything. She taught us from the Bible every day. We each memorized, memorized scripture and shared the word at home before we ate. She taught us about a loving God that she served faithfully. It was hard for me to believe in a loving God as a young child growing up in the South. Life was not easy 
and I had many questions. I wondered why a loving, all-knowing God could not see our circumstances. We had a large garden, so my parents grew most of the food that we ate. My father was a hunter, so he would hunt small game at night to to provide meat for us. Whatever we had to eat, we shared with others. We did not have electricity, running water, or indoor plumbing. Every evening, we would gather water for cooking from a neighbor's well, for bathing, for all household use, for washing clothes. And we would go into the woods and cut wood for cooking on the wood stove and for the fireplace if we were cold. During the day, five days a week, we all worked alongside our mother in the fields, growing and harvesting crops of corn, peanuts, sugarcane, grapes, but mostly cotton. Picking cotton was my least favorite thing to do. My mother earned about $3 a day. It was very hot, and there were a lot of snakes. But my mother was strong. She worked hard. She taught us to always do our best no matter what we were doing. Mother never complained, and she never let us complain. She said we should not worry about the conditions of this world because this world is not our home. We are just passing through. Our mother also cleaned houses, cooked, and took care of children of white families, usually on Saturdays. When I was old enough, I would go with her to help out because it was very hard work. Black people could not walk into the front door of a white person's house. You always entered and exited by a back door. But my mother very lovingly cared for these children, and she always told them about Jesus. We went to the local mill to grind our corn to make bread, and we bought large sacks of flour and printed floral sacks. And our mother used these sacks to make a dress for each girl to start school. When I lived in the South, everything was segregated. The theater, theaters and the restaurants all had signs on the entrance that said colored and whites only. The colored side was a long, dirty bench and a curtain that separated it from the white side that had nice tables and chairs. Everything had signs, the water fountains and even the local swimming hole. And we found out the hard way when we disobeyed our mother and went for a swim because it was patrolled by men with guns. There was a school in our community, but it was for whites only. Black children were bused 10 miles away. Black schools were poor with no running water or indoor plumbing. When it rained, it poured right inside the school. But we were so blessed to have excellent, God-loving, and dedicated teachers, and we all excelled in school. What I haven't told you is that I had a praying mother. Every day, she covered us with prayer. 
She would be outside washing our clothes and calling each of us by name as she talked to God. She told us that we were blessed, that everything was all right because the Lord was on our side. I did not always believe that. But mother always had a smile on her face and a praise on her lips. And she always said to us children, your best friend will always be Jesus. So we had no TV, no radio, no telephone. We had each other because mother kept us together. We played games together. Mother made it a lot of fun, but we had to be creative. How many of you have ever had a June bug race? How many of you have ever played fireball? See me after the service. (laughs) We sang songs, we worshiped, and we prayed together. Mother walked to church with us every Sunday. We all enjoyed a close-knit church community. At age 12, I missed my bus one day, and I was left at school. I knew that there was a shortcut through the woods because I'd walked this trail with my mother and my father. So I started out. It was really scary in those woods. I started to run. I remembered my mother telling me that if I ever needed help, I could call on Jesus, and he would help me. So I started to call Jesus, Jesus, Jesus as I ran. You see, I know now that there is power in that name. So I kept running and calling Jesus. Soon I was not so scared, and later I came to a familiar trail, and finally I was home. That day, I started to believe that my mother knew something that I needed to know. That was the beginning of my learning to lean on Jesus. Statistics show that seven out of us ten kids would be alcoholics. But God blocked it. He would not let it be so. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for our good. He is truly amazing because all of us are saved, we're in church, and we're serving God in one way or another. Even when we've strayed, we've always come back to what we know, that we know, that we know, that nothing is impossible for God. You see, we had a wonderful, praying, kingdom-minded mother. My ninth and through 12th grade years were in a wonderful Christian school sponsored by the Reformed Church of America. That was a real blessing for all of us. Eventually, I left the South, moved to New York, married my husband, raised a family. Many things changed. But the good news is that God never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and always. And I am standing here before you today because of the goodness of God and the prayers of my mother. I am confident that he will see the work that he has begun in me to completion. 
I know that everyone has a story. The real story here is what God has done, what he did for our family, what he did for other families, and what he will do for you. It wasn't because of us. It was all because of him. The best thing that happened to us was the way that we grew up. The provisions that God of God prepared us to go out into the world and be victorious. What others called defeat to us was gain. Some people called us poor. We know now that we were rich. God gave us his grace for every trial, for every situation. He never left us as he promised. He continues to make a way out of no way. So if you're ever lost or alone and can't find your way, just call on Jesus. And I'm a living witness that he will hear you and he will answer. He is an incredible God. And he deserves incredible praise. This is my mother's song. What is this? I can feel deep down inside. What is this? That makes me want to run on anyhow. Whatever it is. Lord, it won't let me. I know it makes me love my enemies, and it makes me love my friends, and it won't let me be ashamed to tell the world that I And make folks say that I'm acting strange. What is this that makes me love to call God's name? Whatever it is, Lord, it won't let me hold my peace. 